From Sam's sister's spare bedroom in the OC, it's Sam and Andrea. We need lower chairs if we're going to keep this set up. (laughs) We're not going to keep this set up. (laughs) Yes, so back to what I was saying before. Humans are a virus that need to die. The only thing that I don't like about people is the fact that they exist at all. But other than that... I mean... (laughs) That's a really harsh word, Sam. I know, but it feels right, doesn't it, Andrea? It kind of does. <laughs> I mean, the, one of the worst things about all of these humans existing is that you have to live with them in the same house or right. apartment or townhome or condo or car. Right. That's difficult, although some people like that. Some people do. Some people are... Those, you know, extroverts that I just don't understand that always want people around and always do that buddy system to the bathroom. Like, I don't understand. But some people thrive in this roommate environment. And that's what we're talking about today. The roommate environment. That's right. (laughs) Yes. And how difficult it is. Well, well, for some people. (laughs) Well, for me and Sam, it has its ups and downs. And I've learned to live with five people. I currently have six people in a house. In a one-bedroom house. <laughs> not a one-bedroom house. It's Can a, you imagine? It's a five-bedroom house. The whole floor is just one giant mattress Hey, I mean, people, people do live like that, Sam. I and know. That's the hard part. I know. Uh, we have the luxury of being able to afford a house that has five bedrooms and nobody has to share a room except for the married couple. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, they're married. Well, that would make sense. I mean, <laughs> you don't want to, like, spin an arrow and every, like, week some random person switches to <laughs> one of the other people's rooms. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, uh, you're in Andrea's room tonight. Oh, my gosh. Like, roommate roulette? Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> you like, have to change in the morning, but close your eyes. Oh my. I'm not used to being. Here's a partition in everyone's room that they have to like right. extend through the middle of the room. Yes. So the person who has to go to each room has to bring the partition. Oh. And the person who goes to each room will be the person who pays the least amount of rent or is most likely to skip. Yeah. That's definitely happening for sure. And they don't get to use the bathroom. They can only <laughs> use a coffee can in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and then try not to trip on your turtle in case it comes out when oh, the weather gets warm. Not my turtle. How do you like my story? <laughs> I wouldn't live in that situation. I'll say that right now. I like having my room to myself. I don't know how people share rooms when they're like friends or strangers. Like that is a foreign concept to me. Yeah. But from 2002 to 2012. The amount of people that lived with roommates increased from 24% to 32%. Mm. And I think that's really, you know, a sign of the times in how expensive it is to live on your own in much of America Mm -hmm. and the wage inequality where we still don't have a good living wage. Right. And people can't take get an education because it's too expensive and so then they're stuck in shitty jobs so then they're stuck living with other people who also have shitty jobs barely making me buy <laughs> sometimes to... they live with people who have good jobs <laughs> so do you happen to know that the the percentage increase is that across the u.s is that just orange county and does it include living with your own family that is the u.s and they specifically called it doubled up 
So any any family crossover or you know, friend crossover or stranger crossover in an apartment or house yeah. was considered doubled up. And so that's where the increase was. Wow. Not to mention all of the people, you know, the young people that are staying at home, that would still be considered a roommate situation as well. Right. And old people staying at home. Yes. Or old parents who want to live with their kids or have to live with their kids. That's always fun. Not that I know anything about that. Are you speaking from experience, Sam? <laughs> yes, I might be. It's wonderful <laughs> living with parents. Wonderful. <laughs> Tell me how wonderful it is. Well, first it brings you together. And then it tears you apart. As a caregiving person taking care of a parent, it, it's, it's a little rocky, I must say. But it's, it's good that the option is there. I have had roommates in the past. Yes. And in my personal experience, it was awkward. Mm. The girl that lived with me then would have her boyfriend over, which I think is perfectly fine. But he was a loser and he would like come eat all the food and hang ah. out. He would never take out the trash, you know, just yeah, I mean, if, a, a non-participant, although he was rules. living there. Yeah. And then weird things like I'd come home and her jeans would be in the hallway, but... And she'd be taking a shower in the bathroom, but her thong was still inside of her jeans. And I knew that she had left it there on purpose because her man was coming over. And I feel that she wanted him to see it and just be like, mm, yummy, and get his mind going in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? That's such a rude thing to do, though, is leave clothes in the hallway. Oh, I mean, my God. It didn't bother me. I just felt like I understood the motive. Right. It's like I mean, a it's sock on the door handle. You know, it's, <laughs> it's the same concept calling card just a little bit more inappropriate right and then (laughs) she was really cool but i had you know furniture set out on the patio and she had watered a plant and then set it down on one of the chairs it was like a a plastic chair from ikea (laughs) and um there was this when i moved it finally there was this ring ring. that was on the chair forever or her clothes would be left in the dryer or my boyfriend would come over and because it was he was on weird sleeping pills eat all of these little french desserts that she had in the fridge and drink her milk and left a chocolate (laughs) mouth ring on the milk and then it's like oh no where'd you get your little you know pastries from and then had to go buy new ones of those and then my cat once peed on her bed and all over her very expensive not the duvet not the duvet right with the The leaves. The little <laughs> the leaves. feathers and stuff inside. <laughs> and, and then, so that sucked. And then I bought her a new one, but it wasn't like the one before. And then I felt bad and I returned it and gave her the cash like I should have done in the first place. <laughs> and then once her and her man got in a fight and my cat got out and ran away and I had to drive all the way back from where I was to go look for my cat. Neither one of them would own up for uh, own up to it, but I, I knew he had done it. But he was never like, gee, I'm really sorry, Sam. Right. So it's all that BS when it's kind of like, yeah, when you're by yourself, it gets it can get very lonely, mm-hmm. but you don't have to deal with all of that garbage. And in our situation, it's not like we'd have movie night and hang out in the living room. No one went into the living room because we wanted our own space and private time. Right. <laughs> That sounds terrible. And I can say with most certainty, none of that has happened to me in my living situation. And you know why? Not even a plant on a chair? (laughs) No, not even a plant on a chair or a cat getting out or a thong in the hallway or a boyfriend coming over and eating food that isn't his. None of that has happened. You know why? Why? Because we have really strict ground rules. 
Yeah. We have such good house rules. Like, we just came together as a group. It was four at the time and said, this is the situation that we have to live with. We cannot live alone. And so we have to make this work amicably. And what are the parameters to make that happen? Wow. And so the four of us, plus, you know, people that have rotated through, have lived together for five years now. Yeah. And have fine-tuned these house rules and this cleaning system into a well-oiled machine. Wow, that's awesome. It is so, so nice. And I'm yeah. going to be so sad to leave it when I do because it I probably will never get it back, you know. And it just – it starts with communication and, and compromise, you know. You start off at the very beginning. What are the things that this house needs to function? You know, who's going to do the rent? Who's going to do the bills? Who's going to take care of the jacuzzi? Because, you know, we have a jacuzzi. (laughs) Who's going to maintain the meth lab? Right. You know, the meth lab, the coke lab, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But you really get into the nitty gritty. I mean, we have six cars at our house and a big driveway. They... It does fit six cars very snugly in a Tetris form. But on (laughs) Monday nights when it's the night before street sweeping, we have to do that. And so who has to be second in the driveway because they leave first in the morning? We figure all of that stuff out ahead of time. Um, When you have parties, you have to let your roommates know that three or more people are coming over within a day's notice. Um, And that party better be cleaned up the next day. Or you over by 9 p.m. No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, noise is always an issue and you do your best to keep it down or go to a different area of the house. That's the nice part about having a house. Like the closet. Right. That's the nice part about having a house is you can go out to the garage to hang out or you can go out to the backyard to hang out and and leave the other people that aren't socializing with your group alone. Yeah. and just be respectful of people that are also living with you and paying rent because everyone is equal here. We're all paying the same amount for happy living. Yeah. And that should be the basis for every roommate situation. Oh, my God. It's just like a relationship and it's like you right. found the right one. It's it's mm-hmm. so, I think, very unique. And like you said, everyone's respectful. You had the foresight, the ground rules. Everyone's on the same page. Yeah. That is magical. It really is magical. I mean, I we've had other roommates come through and, you know, my friends come over and they see this clean house and they're yeah. like, how many people live here? Yeah. Six. How is it so clean? Oh, well, <laughs> our house gets clean six days a week, bitch. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's cool. It's, and people are just amazed by it. Yeah. The fact that it's clean and that everyone's happy and that we have house meetings when shit goes wrong. Yeah. Like every once in a while, the expectations need to be reset. You know, people get lazy. People start forgetting. People sure. start cutting corners. It's Life human happens, nature. Right? Yeah, it's human nature. And and so we just have that house meeting, reset expectations yeah. and go about our business. And if something isn't working because... Something has happened to it. You know, our mop broke. All right. What are we going to do about mopping? Where is that money coming from? Oh, well, we have a supply run envelope that we all put $10 in every month. Wow. There's all of our cleaning funds. It's not like someone just like, I guess I'll go pick up the mop. And then you're like, "Eh, why did I have to buy it? You have a system for everything. Exactly. Nobody gets dejected or feels like they have to do it all because we all pitch in. It's all assigned and it's flexible enough to work in your schedule and is rigid enough so that it works with the house. Right. 
we've lived in three places now. And so in each place, this, the rules have to change a little bit depending on what is happening in that house. And so it's just been really fine tuned over the years to what needs to happen when and how and by whom. And <laughs> I can't even explain how awesome it is to have like not a lot of people at 26 years old can say they've lived with the same roommates for five years right like that is a feat yeah and or happily with roommates happily, for that long yeah exactly like i left that part out but <laughs> <laughs> we live around each other very respectfully you know we're we're mostly introverted but we do need to be in the kitchen together and sometimes people are in the living room and we all just live around each other and we don't get on top of each other and we don't bitch about anything. If you know, if yeah. something if something goes wrong, like if that party doesn't get cleaned up or if you leave a really big mess in the kitchen, you know what the rule is to fix that? What? <laughs> we take a picture of the mess and send it to our group chat and publicly shame you in our text messages. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you need to, it may already exist, but start a blog about how to have a wonderful roommate situation. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of anyone else being as happy as our house is and being as clean as our house is. I mean, I'd be scared. I mean, I'm not a slob, but geez, I'd be like, I I can't leave this bowl here. Holy. (laughs) Dishes are are a difficult issue because there's not enough dishes for too many people. Right. Uh, But that's why the dishes get run six days a week. Does everyone have their own dish and like plate? No. But a plate is a dish. Ah, You know what I mean? A bowling plate, (laughs) silverware. Pots, pans, how there does that There are uh, communal sets of dishes for everybody. Yeah. Um, so there's still not enough to go around. You know, if, if everyone's meal prepping or, you know, cooking breakfast or whatever, eventually you're going to have to hand wash something. Can you get the rice out of that effing pot? I need it to cook some pasta, mofo. Right, yeah. Hurry, it... the party starts at nine. <laughs> I told you about that yesterday, remember? And could right? you move and the that car? <laughs> It's like you've been there. Right. <laughs> there was one one improvement that comes to mind in our, our house cleaning schedule was that we had cleaning fund. Here's all this money. Well, weekly, someone has to check if we're out of anything and get whatever we're out of. Yeah. That was running us into the issue of being out of something for a couple days until yeah. that person that was assigned to do it had their day to clean yeah. to go get that thing. And so then the three people that didn't have that thing would just not do that thing and mm. then our place would get dirtier. So what we did was <laughs> put a bunch of money into an inventory day and went and picked up a whole bunch of shit from Costco and have an inventory of cleaning supplies. Wow, and now, that's incredible. <laughs> now we have an inventory checklist to make sure that the inventory doesn't get low. Yeah. So that we are literally never out of anything. You're running that place like a well-oiled machine, like a business. It is glorious, Sam. It's incredible. Is is there a list? I was just curious since everything has a methodology to mm-hmm. it. If something runs out and then someone's like, hey, I'm going to take money out of this fund, is there an approved list of products that it can be used for? Uh, or can you take it upon yourself say, I know we're out of dish soap and I'm going to go get more? There is an inventory list to check. And once a week, someone <laughs> checks it and gets whatever's low. If it were my week, I'd be like, oh, it all looks fine. And then it would fall on your week and everything would be low. Yes. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm being devil's advocate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, how much how much better can it get? I mean, there's always room for improvement, I'd uh, say. Well, you know, and it surprises me too because you know, I guys have those orgies in the jacuzzi, <laughs> and no one ever argues afterward. <laughs> that impresses me as well. Gross. You know what I'm saying, you guys? Next day, it's like it never happened. No one's angry. Okay, no one's upset. We're not in a polyamorous like orgy household. Okay, okay. Sam. I just tried it to see if you'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know, I know, you're not. Okay. <laughs> I know I just dashed all your hopes and dreams for a sex party at my house. I know. <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, I might. Yeah. <laughs> You're not too invited. clean, not enough sex. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the life motto of our place. Too clean, not enough sex. Right. Um, you know, we've even be, been through stressful times like when our other house was going to get sold while we were renting it. And had to go find a new place, right? And so for like two months, we had to have house meetings. The difficult part about that is getting six people available for uh, a house meeting. Yeah. So you know what time those house meetings were? Because your different schedules and all. When were 5 they? 5 a.m. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is called Sam would not be available. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying. 5 a.m. And so I multiple. Bet the coffee better not be low. Right. Oh, that's not a household thing. That would be a Sam thing, but. Okay. I make coffee for one roommate, but not you everyone do? drinks it. Yeah. That's nice of you. Well, he helps me wake up in the morning by yelling at me in the window. <laughs> I love the give and take. Yeah. It's just, it goes on and on <laughs> in large and small forms. Yes. I mean, he yells at me through the window and he says, Make my effing coffee, man. <laughs> and then you're like, Awesome. Thanks. No. I set it up overnight. Like, I set it up the night before oh, and um, auto-brew it at, like, 5.25 in the morning because he's locking out the door at 5.30. Is it caffeinated? Yeah. You know what I would do? What? As an experiment, I'd do some decaf oh and gosh. see if he feels any differently. No. <laughs> Poor guy needs his caffeine. I know. It'd just be funny to see if the person noticed. <laughs> he probably would. It's just he like... Got, he lives on it. You know. I, I guess so. And... That reminds me at work, there's those two coffee pots. And when I first started there, everything was kind of like reused staplers and reused right. office supplies. And they had these two coffee pots. One had the brown lid and one had the orange, orange. lid. And I just thought, well, it's just more <laughs> old stuff being recycled. And I didn't really think that didn't had. Know orange was decaf? No. And what? so I had been just filling it and brewing coffee. And someone there who's not supposed to have caffeine had had it, and like her heart felt like it was seriously going to explode. You could have killed her. I I could have, and I honestly didn't know. But (laughs) this other part of me, before I heard that sad story, I thought, wow, whoever that happened to probably had some great days where they're like, wow, Wow, I feel amazing. I got so much done. This is awesome. Or they were feeling jittery, like, what the fuck is happening to my body? I know. Because they never have caffeine. That's kind of funnier. And they're like, oh, no, I'm getting anxiety. I have to go to the doctor. (laughs) The doctor? Yeah. That's really funny. I've known that the orange top was decaf, like, my entire life, and my parents didn't drink coffee. I just picked that up somewhere. Well, what are you trying to say? That you are not observant. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) All that matters is if it's a pot and coffee can go into it. The color doesn't. It. I. I know. I, I know. I should have known. It just. There's, you should have known. There's no conversations there about who That's needs true. caffeine, who I mean, doesn't. There should be someone assigned to saying, "Hey, this is decaf. Don't fuck it up." 
Yeah, I mean, they need to do that for stupid people like me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the easiest thing would just be to, like, make a label from a label maker and put it on that pot. You know what I want them to do? Is I want them to stop providing coffee and take the refrigerators away. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing that you could do to people. Why? Like, you can do a lot of things to them, but not that. I don't know, just to see the misery and people get upset I mean, from these items that are actually luxury items. They to, are. I, I would get a, a lot of joy from the reaction. It would even be worth my misery to watch it happen, but just just for a little while, not permanently, just like no I... refrigerator for a week. And Speaking of refrigerators, at my house of six, uh-huh. we have two refrigerators. Oh, you do? (laughs) Because six people to one fridge is difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We barely made it work with four in one. Yeah. And so when we went to... You could each have like one frozen dinner. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And like one Tupperware. Yeah. Um, So now in our six-person house, we have two fridges and it's glorious. That's awesome. And so it's three three Pearsons. Three Pearsons to a fridge. (laughs) And so I have, like, a whole half of a fridge and a whole half of a freezer because I share it with the married couple, and they buy groceries together. Aww. <laughs> Winning. Nice. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can buy as many groceries as I want, and they'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another reason I was asking to go back to the dishes uh. is my dad, when we were kids, everyone would fight over whose dishes were in the sink, and so he got us each a color-coded set. Ah. Like yes. one person would have a pink bowl, pink mm-hmm. plate, even the silverware matched so that. So you know. would know whose it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought it was interesting that you hadn't gone that. I guess you don't need to because. Right. I mean, if it was more of a problem, I, I guess it would probably come up as an idea. But spending money on extra dishes that we'd all have to like split at the end. Yeah. It's kind of cumbersome to everything. But um, when people say cumbersome, I think of a cucumber. <laughs> I think of a sleeping cucumber, actually. Uh, anyway. Uh, our dishes are... Here's the ground rules. You're supposed to clean them when they go in the sink. Check if the dishwasher is dirty or clean. We have one of those little markers mm-hmm. that goes next to the word gorgeous or repulsive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so if it's next to repulsive, your dishes better make it into the empty dishwasher. If it's on gorgeous, you can leave them in the sink as long as they're washed because that... The next person's cleaning day, which is usually that day because there's only one day off, they will empty the dishwasher and load the dishes from the sink. Wow. But everyone has to do that every week. Yeah. So it's not like someone is always left with all the dishes. Right. It happens every once in a while where you might be left with an extra amount of dishes. But like when I cook... I do the dishes, whether it's my day or not, just yeah. because I don't like to leave it like that. Yeah. And it's just easy because I'm just multitasking throughout the whole kitchen anyway. Right. Um. So, you know, there's most of the time the dishes are okay. <laughs> wow. The, we it's, it's easily the worst part of the house, but even that isn't as bad as everything I've ever seen before. Yeah. You know, I've had friends (laughs) that have roommates that are like, this sink, this side of the sink is their side of the sink, and this side of the sink is their side of the sink, and both sides of the sink are filled with dirty dishes. (laughs) I'm just like, 
Yeah, I guess the point is not so, to have stuff laying around, not yeah. splitting the sides of the sink wouldn't help. Right. Out. I mean, it, it helps to say, here's my dishes and here's yours, but yeah. they're not clean and they can't be used and they're dirty and they're stinky. Mm. Um, so we don't have that, <laughs> at least. Wow. Um, another point of contention that was uh, an issue between genders was when... The toilet sink? No. <laughs> the guys would leave their... Wallets, cigarettes, hats, sunglasses, keys, out on a table, right? They'd get home, plop everything down. Well, me and my other roommate, the other female, have a purse, right? Well, our purses end up in our rooms. Yeah. Okay. So we started making comments to the guys saying, hey, take your purse back to your room. That's what you have it for. (laughs) That's what you pay for. You have a room that stores this thing. Right. There is a rule that nothing you own should be on the public surfaces for very long anyway. Wow. That way, there's no clutter. You know, when somebody has to go clean around the house, they're cleaning the tables, they're cleaning the counters, they're cleaning the floor, the trash, the dishes, everything. Right. If your shit is on the table, they're not going to clean there. So then it skips a day. I'm starting to feel really bad about myself in my house. Uh, all I'm thinking about now is, oh, my God, that box of mail on the table. I, I got to take that off of there. Yeah. I, that jacket hanging over the chair. I am a slob. You are. God. <laughs> I have to get more organized. I have to make the time. I, oh, God. You can do it, Sam. I believe in you. Oh, the self-loathing I feel now. <laughs> this is not meant to make anyone feel bad. Too late. This is meant to tell you how it could be done and how you could improve the living situation you are in. Whether mm. that's with a family member, a friend, a roommate, a stranger, communicate about your needs. What do you hate? Do you hate when dishes are in the sink? Do you hate when the trash gets overflowed? Do you hate when you have to park at a different spot in the driveway? Do you hate when something is left on the table that shouldn't be there because it's not yours and you want to eat at the table? The uniqueness is the willingness of your other roommates to say, hey, let's fix this. This is true. A lot of situations that I've seen from my friends are just the lack of communication. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. It's not going to get fixed because neither party can come to a conclusion. Well, Andrea's roommates, if you are listening to me now, (laughs) you make me... None of my roommates listen to this podcast, which is why I could talk about them and say how awesome they are, and then show them this podcast, and maybe they'll listen to the rest of them. Well, Andrea's roommates, if you are listening to me, you make me sick. (laughs) Besides my situation and how awesome it is, let's talk about why people have to have roommates now. I know. Scary big world stuff. Have to do with uh, money. (laughs) Money. (laughs) One reason would be increased urbanization. I don't know what that means. H-E-R-B. Urbanization. They need to save money (laughs) to buy pot. Urbanization. As in U-R-B-A-N. Oh. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Herb. Urbanization. Lower lower marriage rates and later marriage rates. Yeah. So the millennials aren't getting married. And if they are, it's later. So they... God, I hope they're not procreating. <laughs> hey, we're going to have really good kids, okay? Uh, good some, kids that destroy the earth. Some of us. <laughs> good viruses. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather... Leeches already... of society. <laughs> 
I'd, I'd already, I'd rather take on an existing virus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the increasingly expensive housing costs. Yeah. Nowadays, there is no fucking way a 20-year-old could afford a house without being a trust fund baby or getting right out of college into fucking Wall Street or something. Well, I think... We especially feel that living in Orange County, which right. is the worst case yes, our scenario. <laughs> I mean, someone Our who... vision is a little skewed due yeah. to our economic area. Right. But, but still, saving if, if you're doing it all by yourself. Right. But it's it's sort of, you know, across the board, it's more difficult to buy a house yes. at this time. There's been this shift in young people being more willing to live with other people, whether they're friends or strangers. Uh, the community feeling is something that millennials want. They don't want to live alone. They don't want to live with their family. If they can figure out how to live with friends, they're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Those situations oftentimes are <laughs> more stressful than they thought yeah. and can even ruin friendships because they didn't go about it the right way. And I feel lucky to have the roommates that I do because the living situation I have has been one thing in my life in my early 20s that I have not really had to stress about. Yeah. It's been stable. It's been amicable. It's been communicative and respectful uh, throughout it for the most part. Well, it can damage friendships. I oh. had a friend ask once. We were thinking about becoming roommates. Mm. And she said, does your cat jump up on the countertops? <laughs> And my cat didn't, but I thought, this is the very first piece of you're already going to go down the mm. list and try to find out what it is about me and my life that's going to make you unhappy. And I thought, I cannot effing do it. Yep. So I got my own apartment. It was very nice. Living alone. We don't have to answer to mofos all the time. <laughs> well, you know what's nice is, like, I can still escape them and pretend that no one is around, right? Yeah. <laughs> but... When shit breaks, I have five other people that can help pay the cost. Right. <laughs> That's true. You get to break it down in multiple you know, ways. Yeah. I mean, our dryer broke. We bought a new dryer and we're all paying it off. You yeah. Know. Okay. This is taking it a step further. Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about the cleaning fund, the inventory, the six <laughs> days a week. All right. I've left one large part of this out. What? The first full week of the month is our deep clean week. <laughs> We have six <laughs> deep clean tasks, and on your cleaning day, your regular cleaning day, you pick one of those tasks and do that one extra task wow. once a month. So once a month, the uh, cabinets get cleaned. <laughs> once a month, the fan, the oven, the backsplash get cleaned. Yeah. Once a month, the wood floor gets turpentined. Once a month, the underneath the fridge and behind the fridges gets cleaned. Wow. That is <laughs> damn incredible. Now, this, I'm starting to get scared. I mean, the deep clean thing, that just throws it over the edge. I but mean, it's, it's a, great because it's, that's the stuff that really can build up to still make your oh, place yeah. look dirty. Ooh. Wow. Speaking Ooh. of things underneath, like Ooh. refrigerators and. Oh, God. Uh, once, I'm scared. Um, I came home. And there was like this pile of stuff by the stove. And it was like dust, a couple of my hair bands, mm -hmm. things that would collect under there. Uh -huh. And I thought, people from the leasing office have somehow been in my house and pulled this out and it drug all that crap out. 
And then they mm. push it back. So I called the leasing office and I'm like, hey, you know, someone was in here. What were you doing in, in my place? Because they've right. been there doing something else sure. recently. So it was a trigger. And then while I was on the phone with the lady, I said, I said, you know what? I said, never mind. I'm really sorry. I know what it is. My hamster had escaped <laughs> and she was cleaning it out underneath there so she could make it like her home. And so she was bringing all the like dust bunnies out and the hair things. And I could hear her hanging out under there. And my cats had come out more like looking under the the oven that anytime she escaped oh. that was like her place <laughs> so one part hilarious and two parts adorable yeah <laughs> but i i guess you could say that she was my deep clean roommate <laughs> here hamster get under there <laughs> i know oh my gosh <laughs> oh man it's it's really not a lot to ask when you have so many people. I mean, yeah. not a lot of people can have the situation I do because we have six fucking people. What do you do when you're just just tired, you know, like dead deeply tired and you know it's your day or week to do something? You, what do you do? <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Sam. We have contingency plans for this. We have a little thing with crack in it that we all contribute to equally. And when it's your week and you're tired, you can <laughs> you take your amount, injection. but only your amount, only your line of Coke. <laughs> it's called the Coke Fund. There is no Coke at our house, Sam. What happens is if your day comes and you can't do it, whether you're sick or you fucked it off or... You ended up staying out all night because you found a girl to meet. Uh. <laughs> Mine is like older people reasons. You're just tired. You're like, no, you've been partying or you just right. don't want to. You're out too late. No, no, no. you have to be legitimately. You, you have young people reasons why that would happen. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but <laughs> if you were so lucky to have your day earlier in the week like me, I'd pick Sundays. Uh, <laughs> Does that ever change? Not usually, no. Mm -hmm. If on a Sunday I wake up sick and cannot clean, then I can most likely pick the day off that has been left throughout the rest of the week. I see. If there is no day available, you have to clean twice the next week. Oh, can you just hire someone to do your part? <laughs> <laughs> no. You touched on the boyfriends being an issue mm. in your other living arrangements. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have, like, some sort of limit on how many nights a boyfriend or girlfriend can stay over a week mm -hmm. without having to, like, legitimately contribute to the rent. Yeah. Um, and that's really important because well, yeah. they will easily start taking advantage of the house and how clean it is and how many dishes there are and what food's there if they're just there all the time and not expected to do something of course and it costs money every time someone opens the refrigerator right and or goes to the bathroom or takes a shower a that's takes kind of, a takes a and <laughs> that comes out of our utility bills yeah so we're gonna be like if you visit more than once during this week you have to leave five dollars but not on the table you have to leave it in this <laughs> thing the yeah, envelope like, in the cabinet oh, where the cleaning stuff is right <laughs> we don't want to see it but put it there <laughs> if you do not put it there we also have an agreement that you've been banned for the next oh, two weeks yes so, everything in your household is in <clears throat> fine print mm -hmm. i am impressed <laughs> it's a little bit scary when you lay it all out there like whenever oh. new roommate comes and you're like here's what 
We do. It takes a while to explain all of the rules, but they all know what they're getting into beforehand. They, yeah. they at least know the ground, like, the base level of It what's. just makes me wonder if you had even one other roommate in the future who didn't live up to any of that, you would hate them. You wouldn't be able to stand it. Everything's so perfect where you are. It's, I, I can't imagine any other way. And I haven't even been living there. It's funny recording underneath this chair because sometimes I see your eyes and sometimes I don't. I know. And then you'll forget. You'll just be talking and then you'll notice that I can't see your eyes anymore and you'll come back down. I know. I've been noticing it the whole time, too. And I've just been keeping my hunchback the entire time, mostly. <laughs> my neck hurts so oh, bad. Oh, no. Well, it so, does anyway. I mean, but luckily for me, I have a natural <laughs> hunchback, so it's kind of working out. But we need to, like... I wish this chair... I, even I if said, we put the chair... Like, let's say we didn't do something that actually made <laughs> sense. Um, we could put the chair, like, on... Well, I was going to say um, something horrible, which was, say, put it on phone books, but those don't really exist anymore. <laughs> what do you think the roommate capital of the world is? It's not on the East Coast. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I think about friends in New York. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... The, the problem with New York is that their places are very small, and so they're one-person places, you mm. know. You live in a little hallway. <laughs> Unless you're the people on Friends. That's a not realistic depiction of New York roommates. Is it a specific city, or is it like Orange County? It's a city. Irvine. <laughs> no. Newport Beach. <laughs> Think bigger and farther Los away. Angeles. <laughs> bigger. I don't. San Francisco. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to say it's San Francisco, number one, because it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's a really awesome place with a unique group of people who can't really find each other other places. This like they can true. in San Francisco. So it's like, this where else true. would you go? It's it that cool. Yeah. And it's it's heavy on the apartment, condo uh, style homes, especially within the city. Yeah. It's not... A big, you know, it's not huge family homes like it is in suburb Orange County. It's apartment living. So, yeah, that's the roommate capital of the world. 7.7% of the population live with roommates. That's over 25 million people. Now, 7%. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I know I it's a lot. I thought it would it's be just, bigger. Yeah, I would think it would be bigger, too. And Well, it's great <clears throat> being part of that 7%. That's all I can say. Yeehaw! <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> you know, it kind of sucks for you because you don't have any, like, it's not equal help. It's just... Well, I'm living with a roommate who never leaves, who can't drive. Who also is on a fixed income. Right. So when when I am, like, never alone, ever, 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 that presence is always there. Imagine for over five years of your life, there is always a presence in your home that never goes away. Unless you drive the presents to the grocery store and you get two hours to yourself, but then it's all intertwined with a task. So you can't really relax during that two hour period of time because you're just anticipating going back. Oh, <laughs> oh I have to get this off my mind. Hmm. Here's something Lay that pisses me. me off. You know, on Craigslist, people are looking for a roommate. Because they can't make their mortgage and all that crap, and they live in their house right, or they wherever. Want, they want to rent out a room in the house that they are living yes. in because they can't. Okay, got it. They make it clear that it's the room or yes right. or no, you don't get house 
privileges. It's, it's like bullshit. no, it's it's not a privilege. I'm helping you pay your rent or your mortgage. If yeah. you didn't need that help, you wouldn't mm -hmm. be asking. And already they're making people feel like a guest mm -hmm. before they've ever stepped foot in you the house. You don't get kitchen privileges. You don't get this main yeah. room privileges. Or if they do, they make that. it out like, oh, you know, you're so lucky because, yes, you will get these <clears throat> privileges. And right. it's like, are you kidding me? And mm -hmm. if I ever needed to rent out a room, I wouldn't rent a room. I would share a home because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. You are in a situation where you can't afford to live and this person is helping you do that. Right. Just like you are helping them do that. And so it's it's a partnership, not a dictatorship. Yeah. Irritating. Selfish. Bullshit. And then inevitably they all say no pets. We already have a cat and a dog. We already have a dog. No pets. No pets. No pets. Which I understand. But it's just... It's Who struggle. can make a life for themselves? Yeah. It's like... And we've gotten lucky enough to where we've only had roommates... That are friends of our roommates. So there's someone there that always knows the person that's moving in. We have been lucky enough to not have to have a stranger move in ever. Oh, that's great. It's insane. We've gotten so lucky in that regard. And we were close this year to needing a stranger to live with us. Yeah. We, we were on Roomster. It's an app for roommates. Yeah. I would recommend that over Craigslist. And we had even had someone come look at the place, and we told him we'd let him know at the end of the week if he was in. And two days later, one of my friends posted on Facebook, need a room for rent ASAP. Wow. <laughs> I lost my shit. Aww. I was so excited. And now he lives with us, and it's great. Oh, that's awesome. So I can only hope all of these things that I've said will maybe improve someone's life out there that's listening that has a shitty roommate situation or a living situation in general. Maybe you can take just a piece of what we do that makes me happy and instill it into your household. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what part are you going to take, Sam? Um, make sure your parents keep exercising. <laughs> Make sure they can get on and off the toilet and that they stop smoking oh, and that geez. they can keep driving. So that you don't have to live with them. Right. Make sure your parents maintain their independence. That's a good thing to tell millennials because I think once our parents start do start getting sick, it's going to be a rude awakening. Yes. And if you are a parent, Take exercise. Care of yourself. Don't become a big piece of trash that you're setting on your kid's future doorstep. <laughs> you know. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. That's what I'm saying. Well, this has been the Sam and Andrea podcast, Things We Think We Know. I'm still Sam, that's still Andrea. You can find us on Facebook and... This has been the Sam and Andrea podcast. <laughs> Things We Think We Know. Check us out on the Facebook. You gonna do an outro? I am. It just, like, isn't coming out of my brain. Do the effing outro already. <laughs> This has been the Sam and Andrea podcast, Things We Think We Know. I'm scared now. Bye! Now say it like a newscaster. This has been the Sam and Andrea podcast, Things We Think We Know. That's Sam and this is Andrea, signing off. That was beautiful. <laughs>